Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Rooted Podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Um, So before we dive into today's episode, all about my longer than anticipated Instagram hiatus and just all that it's taught me, I wanted to share something fun that's come out of something not fun. Um, So after our miscarriage that we went through at the very end of March, I was in this really dark hole. Um, Photography was still in its off-season for me. I was writing the newsletter once a week, recording once a week, which just left a lot of time for space. Now, quiet is good, right? Reflection, it's healthy. And I knew I didn't want to bypass any of the feelings I was and am still having around our loss, but I also knew that I needed something that would stimulate my brain, like awaken my creativity and give me just like a sense of healing through doing something. After any loss or heartbreak, I have always turned to art as I totally believe that it's true what they say that art really does heal. So I decided to learn something new. I dove headfirst into graphic design and began playing around with old writings of mine from the past six years, like through journals, old emails, blog posts, etc. And it was really amazing to revisit those parts of myself that were in such a state of transformation, like of total deep healing and poems that I had channeled in the middle of the night. So I took those words and I began creating type prints with different textures and colors, all just rooted, no pun intended, and inspired by nature, more specifically florals and just like gradient textures that resemble light, the sun. Um, So a month and a half later about, I have 23 prints made now and I was on my computer and I was like, okay, I have so many of these prints. They make me so happy. They evoke so much emotion in me. I really want to share them. So I decided to create a little Etsy shop and I called it the Rooted Print Market. So these little pieces of art make me so dang happy and they really are such a reflection of just where I've been, where I'm at, and where I hope to go. Um, Just like holding my innermost thoughts. So they're for sale. And if it's something that you're interested in, I'm offering listeners 20% off your first order, which will expire on Sunday. Um, So all you have to do is use the code I'm new here, one word, I-M-N-E-W-H-E-R-E. You enter that in at checkout. And shipping to the U.S. is always free. Um, All the prints are printed on a high quality matte paper and handled and delivered with so much care and within three days max of your purchase. Um, The link to all this and the promo information is all in the show notes, so if you care to check it out after the show, you can just scroll down and click the link there. As always, thank you so much for supporting me in all of my endeavors, Um, especially as of late. It really does mean the world to me. Okay, so without keeping you waiting any longer, let's get into today's episode all about my break from Instagram. So on February 22nd of this year, I chose to step away from Instagram. I can't really tell you why other than the noise was so loud that I could just hardly hear myself think. Do you know what I mean? It it wasn't just that like the noise when I'd open up the app either. It was the noise that was following me around in every single thing I did every single day. I could just hear 
it in my mind all the time. Like, should I take a photo of that? Or I haven't posted in a while. I should at least hop on stories. Or I'm going to wait to have my coffee until the shadows are just right for my ritual morning photo. Or what can I do a reel of today? And do I have enough time? Stupid shit like that that became so consuming that I truly forgot how to just be a human being going from moment to moment. Now, I am all for documentation. After all, I'm a freelance photographer, so capturing moments is like second nature to me. But this is also where it gets a little dangerous, where the lines get blurred, you know? One second I'm doing it for work, and the next I'm planning out like a personal grid for no apparent reason. It, I don't make money off of my personal Instagram account, nor do I intend on becoming any sort of an influencer. So why am I putting so much energy into things being just so? Why am I so caught up in what the algorithm is doing this week? Why am I letting something like reels stress me out? It's laughable as I say it all out loud, but it's also just the reality of where we are in society when it comes to social media. It is entirely all-consuming if we aren't careful. And then there was the fact that we had my IVF transfer of what was our pregnancy that we would later miscarry. So those two weeks where we were waiting for confirmation were so hard. And I felt like every single time I jumped on Instagram, I was seeing a pregnancy announcement, a a birth, just babies everywhere. And while I was innately thrilled for these amazing humans, right? It was also adding to my anxiety of what was the unknown for us. And then once our pregnancy was confirmed, I thought for sure I'd be back on and able to get back to just like my regular posting and scrolling. No harm, no foul. Nope, (laughs) not so fast. So being pregnant both brought forth this intense awareness of what felt good and also what didn't. And honestly, seeing other women who were pregnant only made me compare and freak out on a much higher level than I thought possible or what I could have ever anticipated. So instead of being in my own heart space with this baby, this like pregnancy vortex, I was instantly sucked into a vortex of, well, what's she doing? What's she eating? Is she working out? Et cetera, et cetera. So I pulled back once more, and then at eight weeks, we lost our baby, and I just knew there was no way in hell I was going to even be tempted to open the app. I felt so isolated, terrified, and fragile. It was too much to even talk to our families, let alone, you know, be reminded that the rest of the world was still spinning while ours was on its axis. But in the same breath, it is something to strive for, though, and I remind myself of that often, that when I can open Instagram and not feel pain, when I can open it and feel this sense of peace and neutrality, that'll be good. That'll be healthy. That will be progress. But right now, it's still far too tender and scary to risk seeing news that will rip through me, you know, like regardless of my being happy for other women out there getting what they want and what they deserve. I hope that makes sense and lands as compassionate because I don't mean to be anything but... But sometimes we just have to put ourselves first, especially in times of grief and trauma. There are times for, you know, self-protection and inversion to heal, to rest, and to reset. And this, for me, is most definitely it. But being off social media didn't just teach me how to go about my days like the former human I was before this became such a revolution, right? A self-imposed, like, requirement on our to-do list, whether it's conscious or not. It also gave me back so much time to do other things, 
both energetically and physically. Energetically, my mind isn't focusing on what other people are doing. I'm not wondering what I'll post in the next hour or so or worrying about sharing my latest excursion. It doesn't even occur to me now because now I'm so deeply ingrained in the present moment that nothing can really take me out of it. I've also regained such a huge sense of self-confidence again. I could not believe how much I was comparing myself to other women that I don't even know. Their homes, their styles, their families. It's almost embarrassing to say it, but I know we're all guilty of it. And it made me feel just so sad for the me that I had left behind. It was like my past relationships, and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast in earlier episodes, but my past relationships where I'd get so engulfed in what they liked that I'd abandon what I liked to ensure that the ship ran smoothly. I was here repeating an old pattern with Instagram, albeit in a different way, right? But it was repetitive, nevertheless. I was acutely aware of this. So when I got my new phone a couple of weeks ago, I was clearing out my images and backing things up onto my computer, and I came across so many screenshots that I'd you know, just take throughout the day when I'd be scrolling, things like body goals or outfits that I liked, hairstyles that I liked, recipes. The recipes are harmless enough, so I'll let that one slide, but you get the point. So much of my life was revolving around complete strangers. I was having a subconscious identity crisis, which to me, in my opinion, is the worst kind because I wasn't even awake enough to realize that I actually like who I am at my core. And here I was accidentally trying to like change and morph that. So stripping away this habit of constantly being on social media or being on social media at all has really invited this new relationship to myself that I missed so badly, but had no idea until things got quiet. Do you know how good it feels to decide that I like something simply because I like it, not because I've seen that it's trending lately or because X, Y, or Z was wearing it or because that's how Archidigest says my house should be laid out or maybe because this minimalist over here is doing it that way. I met myself again right where I was at and it felt really damn good. It felt familiar. It felt peaceful. It felt quiet. I read now more than ever. I shop less and with a clear head. My creativity has never been more on fire and it's not a reflection off of anything other than what's in my soul and on my heart in the moment that it's being created. I'm not influenced by the outside and I'm not clouded by the noise. That right there to me is called space and mental clarity. And it turns out that it isn't free. It does come at a cost when we live in a world that's so attached to our phones and conditioned to always be showing up and sharing. Again, I'm all for it. I love connection and sharing my life with others, with you. But at what cost, you know? When it came down to it, I learned my hard line. I put a boundary with myself and have proof that what's on the other side is way more appealing to me than showing up every day for everyone else. I missed myself, and I don't want to feel like that anymore. Will I be back? Yeah, probably. But I'll be back with stronger boundaries and a deeper sense of awareness around what I'm feeling like when I'm doing it. The why behind it all. Am I seeking for something outside of myself? Or am I simply showing up to be creative and express my true self-expression? When I open the app, do I expand or contract? Generally, that last question there holds all the answers. And right now, I contract. But maybe tomorrow, I'll expand. 
Thank you for being here for yet another episode of the Rooted Podcast. I can't believe we're at 117 episodes already. I remember being told that the hardest thing as a podcaster is to make it past 100, and here we are. A lot of that is in huge thanks to you for subscribing and showing up here to connect with me. I'm so grateful, and I'll see you back here next week.